Hello, welcome to Soka Gakkai Becoming Ichiran Shosha member. My name is Alexander, AJ to my friend. I used to be a Soka Gakkai member about 10 years or so. Uh, my goodness, I asked, I asked some questions that uh, couldn't be answered or just weren't, and I was passed along this chain of phone calls and told that they don't know the answer, but that but they don't care. So, so then I asked questions to Nichiren Shoshu, and yeah, a year and a half later, I, here I am, still Nichiren Shoshu, after doing a year and a half of it, and, and liking it, and yeah, so that's my little story in a nutshell. I hope they found this podcast looking for some sort of answers to questions you might have as a Sokuyakai member about Nichiren Daishonin's teachings, or Nichiren Shoshu. Um, now, I'm just regular... Dude, I'm not a representative of, I mean, maybe just through being a member of the temple, but I'm not an official anything. Just reading these books, because these books are from Ichiran Shoshu and not Daisaku Ikeda. And I want to just share them with everybody, so we put them on a podcast. Okay. So we're reading the selected biblical passages in Ichiran Daishonin. It's a commemorative publication published during the 700th, or celebration of the 700th. 70th anniversary of High Priest Nico, Second High Priest Nico Shonin's birth. It's a very special publication. Okay. This is on page 256. Uh, you're on my walk to work with me, so thank you. On discerning cause and effect in the ten worlds is the Gosho that it's out of. Also known as Jipokai Myo Inga Show. This is written April 21st, 1260. Ancient Daishonin, the founder of this Buddhism, was 39 years old when he wrote it. Quote The Lotus Sutra teaches if one does not believe in this sutra and commits slander, this person continually will dwell in the world of hell feeling as if he were playing in a palace. Even though one is on an evil path, he will feel as if he were at home. Due to the offense, that's the end of that quote, due to the offense of greed and theft, one will fall into the hell of the world of hunger. So due to the offense of greed and theft, one will fall into the world of hunger. Even ordinary people can easily understand this. Even good people who are not greedy and do not commit other sins will fall into the world of hunger if they commit slanders. Or if they unknowingly come to believe in slanderous teachings by closely associating with slanderers. Only a man of wisdom understands this. We certainly must be fearful. Now that is out of the Gosho, page 208. Slander. For anyone new in this podcast listening, 
these are all life states, right? Hell is a life state in Buddhism. You can, you can experience it while alive. So is Buddhahood, too. What a fascinating life state that it's describing here. Slandering the, the uh, true aspect of all phenomena. Right? The, the, the foremost of the three great secret laws of Buddhism. I can't express secret enough and how, and how it's meant to be shared now, this great secret law, the foremost of them, right, the Daigohons. Although to slander it, it seems simple. Although the Daigohons is crystallization, right, of Nyo manifestation of the true Buddha, Kwanganjo. It's his life carved and Wonderfully, wonderfully only stood, oh, wonderfully understood or even seen by few. And this idea of slandering something that, that, that you don't understand, that, that's even if you're not talking about this secret Buddhist law, that's prejudice anyway. <laughs> Terrible. It's not not very becoming, right? So then to slander the secret Buddhist law, well, it gets, you know, levels of crimes have different effects in society and and so the Buddhist law, ah, yeah, I mean it's just worth it's worth a read. <laughs> Before you slander it, that's all. I, that's how I kind of like to put it to people. Although Nichiren and Daishonin is so very strict, powerful words. That, that makes, makes me want to go talk to a priest about it. <laughs> what does this mean? What is this hell stuff? I, I do call them all the time and ask them these questions. Not these very ones. I'm cooking them up with you as we go here. But yes, this idea of associating with slanderers. Well, how close is associating? <laughs> because, I mean, um, where I live, there's a lot of people who are very strong with, about some beliefs that, uh, you know, you work with people, you go to stores, you're a person of society. <laughs> some societies aren't all following a path of peace. And you're still friends. At least that's kind of how I was brought about and raised, not to be not to be closed off. And when I talked to the chief priest about it at my temple that I'm a part of, Yoshinji, he he really has a nice down-to-earth answer because the Go Show was written in the 13th century. And, and so when you read these ancient, you know, 700 plus years of people chanting and reading these things, it's, you really get a great benefit by talking to the priest about it. They've, they've dedicated their lives to it, to mastering it and sharing it and preserving it. That's, it's like uh, the, 
the priesthood is meant to master, preserve, and propagate. I, I mean, there's, there's definitely what's happened. And what's cool is that these people spend, what, 20 plus years of their life, at least, <laughs> before they're helping people to uh, receive the Gohon Zone and Goju Kai ceremony and speak about, and also on top of those things, because in the SGI, that's just kind of, it stopped there. You didn't really understand more about the priest, except that's where you used to get the Gohon Zone, is what they say. You know, and they touched you in the head with the Gohon Zone, and they didn't, they didn't understood what it was about, and they would always kind of like make fun of it. They would always go, I wonder if I'm cursed now, or something. I heard that one time, like, I wonder if, if I'm cursed because I had that ceremony. I'm just thinking, how could you be cursed if a Gohon Zone was touched on the top of your head? <laughs> As someone who knew a little bit about curses, I'm going to go into that really, but I was like, what? Okay. Let's just keep chanting, everybody. So the, the idea, whenever I think of these ex extreme descriptions, before I ask somebody who knows more, which is a lot, I, I like the idea of life state, because being raised around a lot of people who think that some of these life states that Nature and Nature talks about, you have to die to get to. You know, let's think of a lot of other Buddhist sects in general. You have to die to ascend the ladder of karma or go down or however, the wheel, go around it. And, well, it's very fascinating. The, the, the Ichinen Sanzen, the gem, right? Uh, 3,000 realms in a single life moment. That, that idea, it's like, okay, so there's 3,000 in a moment. If I wasn't already busy, <laughs> now there's 3,000 in each moment. Okay, not a moment to lose, right? <laughs> well, what's great about the Nam Renge Kyo, the great vehicle, you can, you can sit on that sea, Ichinen Sanzen, in a boat made of diamond coated in gold that actually floats. It's kind of cool. And it never sinks. And you stay in that boat. You keep paddling with the gong yo morning and evening. And then you put some wind through your sails with shodai. And then, oh, you shakabuku people, you bring them on the boat. Everything just gets brighter and more and more wonderful. Yes, the train is the background music to this episode. And I hope you like it. It's, it's like I call it the melody of life. Okay, no. So, <laughs> when you when you look at the mutual possession, how all the worlds are mutually possessed, possessed by each other, mutual possession of the ten worlds. Without getting too mathematical, you have realms in a moment and mutually possessed worlds. So you have a lot of things happening at once. <laughs> at the same time, it's all con it's like connected, right? There's so much connection. So when you think about even emotions, 
I mean, they're what? Electrical signals in the brain that sometimes trigger endocrine response, or maybe all the time trigger. <laughs> but sodium potassium pumps in your, in your skull that activate electrical signals go down your spine, through your muscles, organs. Some organs turn on, do stuff. <laughs> Emotions, right? So that's, I mean, I know a little bit about the body from my studies of massage here in Washington State. That just fascinates me how these emotions that seem so just unimaginably mechanical uh, could produce even religious states of consciousness. That's just fascinating to me. So much of the, so many worlds are possessed mutually in that whole little picture, you know. That's just a little bit about the biology of the body. Although, okay, so, when I read about all this intense life state stuff that I've never experienced, hopefully, you know, <laughs> makes me want to understand it better. I hope that's clear for me just babbling through the night, walking in the morning of a beautiful 4 a.m. jaunt through the night. The moon sure is huge, though. It's like the biggest super moon of the year on the last night, July 13th, 2022. Okay, so now that I have some more light to read to you, I'm going to read, this is out of On Chanting the Daimoku of the Lotus Sutra. Shohoke Daimoku Sho. May 28, 1260. In the latter day of the law, there are many who do not possess the seed of Buddhahood. There are only a few who possess it. Thus, there is no doubt that the people in the latter day of the law will fall into the evil paths, since they are going to fall into the evil paths one way or another. We should strongly teach and make them listen to the Lotus Sutra, and let them form a poison drum relationship with it. Thus, now is certainly the time to create a reverse relationship by propagating the Lotus Sutra. End quote. Goes to page 231. Okay, now that one always blew my mind. I said, wait a second. It's so strong that even when you share with people and they're like, no, I don't want to hear anything about lasting peace through nonviolence. <laughs> no, that's not really. So I'll give you my analogy that I think about when I hear about that. I think about, now this is just totally a weird metaphor thing. I think, I think about this uh, living quicksilver, almost white light glowing thing. <laughs> this a living uh, just substance. And, and well, I guess it's, that could be Buddhahood or something in this analogy, metaphor, thought experiment <laughs> I'm sharing with you. So, so any, it, it touches anything and it can be directed with the mind or through, you know, putting it places, it, then it just grows on it. It just grows and penetrates it with light and lifts it up and sifts off all the junk and, and just, you know, it's nice. You, you get this kind of feeling, <sighs> just looking at it. And then, so, this kind of like white light, I guess amoeba-like thing, it doesn't even matter if you look at it or you're consumed by it in a way. 
it just brings this ah, feeling. And so for some who are so covered in whatever we're covered in, in this analogy, um, maybe mud, it takes a while to get through the hard layers that are dried over, but eventually it washes off all the mud. And everyone just gets this ah, nice, calm, covered in gold light feeling. So it's kind of how I view sharing even one character or one five sentence line or one paragraph or page of anything out of true Buddhism because it's connected to the Dai Gohonzon of the three great secret laws. And so when you have that, because how, right, we, how you believe in something is, is important, you know. Um, it is. It really is. If you say, I love you, and you don't believe in it in the way that is maybe healthy for you in the long run, and, and you, you just go on doing it like that, I love you, and you know, think deep on this metaphor. It could be many shades of what I'm saying here. The idea of even just saying something simple like that, and then how do you believe in that thing? It's important. It's important. So, Nam Myoho Renge Kyo is how you believe in that if you're trying it out is important. And just to say, okay, is this the energy of the universe? Is this my power that I'm making with myself? Uh, and then what I'm learning in Nichiren Shoshu is that it's the life, you know, the, what I'm learning is that it's the life essence of the true Buddha. And it's the true aspect of all phenomena. Just to put it short, but, and it's more, it's more, for sure. I couldn't say it all in one lifetime, for sure. But that's why I like reading it, because there's so much. And when you read, and, it's, and, there's, and it kind of never ends, then I like it because then one day you'll find someone perfect enough that wants to talk to you. Not perfect enough, but a nice fit, you know, it's a nice... <laughs> conversational fit to where there's a, a harmony and, and flow and the things get conveyed and understood like, like a good teacher that you had in high school or something or some kind of teaching environment that you were like I like this teacher this person maybe it wasn't a teacher maybe it was someone who's just sharing something with you and you're like I'm learning something here this is great I love that feeling so I loved my teachers I still do, and because uh, I thought to myself, well, there are people too. When I thought that, everything changed. <laughs> I was like, it was no longer the teacher. I was like, like, oh, there's, there's Karen. Okay. But, but the idea of uh, this reverse relationship in this quote that I read, <clears throat> where you share anything, and there's parables. There's really, there's all kinds of stuff to share it's amazing it's not just like hey you chant this <laughs> there's so much that uh, because because with this nutrient shoshu practice what i've noticed is that there's more access to those powers that they talk about you getting uh, for that shakyamuni attained or the, the virtues they they talk about you getting those same ones in in sgi and so you're waiting for it. It says that without practicing the paramitas, you'll attain the paramitas or something like that. The meditations, like the intense 
intense states of consciousness to attain some sort of boon right, from your Buddhist practice. Uh, well, I'll tell you, 10 years of it, and you can manifest things. And that's kind of what they write on is that manifestation trick. But, but you can't manifest your way out of the lower worlds. That's right. That's not, you can't just do it with a one-trick, one-trick uh, pony, or you know you have to. There's a there's a definite there's a definite uh, difference in the amount of influence one creates when chanting to a scroll that you think is just you, or chanting to the Daigohon zone of the Three Great Secret Laws. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's a difference. And how you believe in something. So with that being said, when you share any of this practice, even a character with that connection to the Daigohonzo, there it it just there's this there's no need to rush anything. It's it's so great. Whereas before in the Sokagaka, it's like, yes, you have to win, strike with the iron's hot. <gasps> and and with this there's more of a you know, you should probably reach out because this really relieves you. And I haven't heard from so-and-so. It's not because someone's like telling you. They're, they're actually asking, is so-and-so okay? I haven't heard from her in a while. <laughs> Whereas in the SGI, it was like, okay, have you called all your unit leaders? Have you called all your district leaders? Have you called all your chapter leaders? When was the last, how many home visits did you go on this week? Okay. Of course. Of course, um, even that had degenerated into just squabbling over trivial matters at times. It's interesting. Yeah, so without going too far into SGI, the idea of even sharing this practice, one character, one sentence. It says, at that last one that I read, right out of on chanting the demo with the Lotus Sutra, now is certainly the time to create a reverse relationship by propagating the Lotus Sutra. Now with SGI, I found whenever I propagated strongly with that determination, <laughs> well, there, was, there wasn't any of the like protection or summoning of Buddhist deities through courage or any kind of... And I, <laughs> I free fell a bunch of times. I like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and no. So when I even start propagating, so like the idea of uh, propagating and being protected, and it blew my mind, and uh, I'd fall deeper down, and I'd just try to propagate harder. There was one time I was massaging for a living, and it's a great, uh, in Washington State, it's medicine, and so if you can get a good gig, it worked out, but most of the places were, we call them turn and burn. <laughs> Me and the therapists, where some of the owners who, maybe they were therapists before, maybe they weren't therapists, I say owners of the massage studios, they would overwork the massage therapist to the limit of injury. And to some, it wouldn't matter because there was always massage therapists coming out of the schools around here. And so they could just pluck up a, a new one 
and, and they make it easier to do because they do all the laundry, they make all the appointments, they even train the front desk staff to elicit tips and sort in some sort of weird guilt trippy way in some of these places. I hardly believe in if if they pay their people well, that's a good massage place because it's a great medicinal art. And uh, so anyway, I swore I'd never rework my thumbs, and I totally, I totally did. Two years into the field after graduating, but it was it was a nice, tranquil job. It was a powerful job on my heart, and uh, glad I did it. So then, so then I fell deeper down into the into the oh no, you know. So I started doing valet downtown Seattle, <laughs> and I was so just demoralized. <laughs> I thought I just gotta propagate harder, I guess. <laughs> that I started giving away, I started asking um, SGI members, because this is when I was with the SGI, for their stacks of publications they had just in their house. Fire hazards, really, I mean, to tell you the truth. These stacks were so bad. I said, oh, let me give those away. I was like, I'll, I'll read the old ones, because I like reading the old publications, just to see just to see, you know, how has it changed? And I'd give them away to the taxi cab driver, so I was the bellman at the, the bellman and the valet guy at the hotel I was working at. So I'd give them away to the taxi cab drivers and the town car drivers and the, and like the Escalade drivers, people that would take people to and from the airport and to and from the cruise ship terminal and it was great. They take them. I think they just wanted to read something, or they just wanted to read something in English. And, and I, the SGI, there was so much. And I thought, I'm giving away so many of these things. Man, I gotta be changing some great karma. It was just like, oh, right. <laughs> but okay, so to me, it just see, now looking back, it seems a bit intense. And I thought, well, if I can apply even a fraction of that to this Nietzsche and Shoshu practice, and I find that it's harder to, to cheapen it so. It's very fascinating, especially the more I talk with the chief priest, Reverend Kimura at Mishinji Temple. Uh, and they answer the phones, did you know that? They just, the priest and the priest's wife, and, they just, and they're very nice. You can call even if you're not a Nature Church member and they'll answer your questions. In fact, they may even like that the best. No. <laughs> so, that's just, it, it, it was very confusing in the SGI. That's, that's a very understatement. I'm just going to go back to reading here, sharing this, even a character, sharing it with the Daigohon zone in your mind and heart space. It's a little different, a lot different. Try it out. It, uh, and then on that, I remember what I was going to say. I said that the chief priest was just telling me, you know, all you have to do is practice your gongyo and shodai and be a good, compassionate friend to your people around you. You'll have opportunities to show compassion and help others and take them. And, you know, he always says, we don't just chant daimoku for the sake of chanting daimoku. And it feels so good when you chant this way, 
that I could see how people could just be like, this feels great, you know? Maybe they've suffered a lot and they're just enjoying that feeling. Good for them. And then our chief priest reminds us, oh yes, and now that you feel so great, don't forget that other people don't feel this great. So share it with them, especially the suffering ones, you know? And that's what's cool about it is because of the SGI, it's like if you share it with people, that's how your wishes come true. Oh, you gotta share it with people or you're not gonna break through this, blah, blah, blah. You know, like that's kind of this weird equation with the chief priest, you know, Shinji Temple, Reverend Kimura, he's, he's like, just be a good friend and, you know, keep up on your daily practice. And it's great, yeah, it, that definitely changed the Shakabuku game, if whatever was a game. It's a battle of chess between the Devil King of the Sixth Heaven and the Tathagata thus come on the Buddha of Kwan I'd be a rook, probably. <laughs> All right, I have more light. On securing, this is out of the Rishon Kokoron, on securing the peace of the land through the propagation of true Buddhism. I love that title. I mean, if there's, if there's something to secure the peace of the land, and it's, about, it's like about propagating a peaceful thing, I'm all about it. All right, this is written July 16th, 1260. And Jirin was 39 years old when he wrote it. Quote, When I, with my limited knowledge, read the sutras, I find that all people have gone against the correct law and become wholly devoted to evil doctrines. This is why all the guardian deities have abandoned this country and the sages have left this land not to return. Seizing this opportunity, devils and demons rush in, bringing disasters and calamities. This is most fearful. We must speak out. End quote, page. Gosha, page 234. This Buddhist law stuff is so serious. Nietzsche and Daishonin describing what happens on the spirit plane with guardian deities leaving. It's, it's like it's after I've examined the sutras that I've come to this. What an interesting, powerful life state to be able to read such intricately ancient texts and, and decipher society and, you know, to kind of help, like, even predict things about society to the point of angering the government enough to imprison him try to behead him and exile him. And then he managed to be like, all the stuff started to happen. They're like, oh, we're going to exonerate you because uh, you were right. But we're still not going to do what you want. And, uh, well, he went to the mountains, Mount Minobu, and made sure these teachings would last, creating the priesthood, or excuse me, Passing his teachings to Nico Shoni. There's transfer documents too, it's pretty neat. Nichiren Shoshu has them, of course, because Soka Gakai doesn't want to show you the transfer documents. Because that would, that would prove that Nichiren Daishonin wanted all of this Nichiren Shoshu stuff. You know? That would just prove it. If you, if you do law, if you do medical paperwork, if you do. Um, Insurance, paperwork, if you, you know, any, it's just any producers out there. The, uh, you follow the, the paperwork, 
you'll find out. A lot of stuff. Okay. Rishon Kokoron. On securing the peace of the land through the propagation of true Buddhism. Again, July 16th, 1268-39. Quote, how deplorable it is that the people go against the Buddha's admonitions that are based on his true intentions. Indeed, how pitiful it is that they follow the fallacious words of this deceptive and irrational monk, Honen. If one desires peace to reign throughout the entire nation without delay, he should first and foremost put an end to the slanders that prevail throughout the country. End quote. Goes from page 247. Next one is on the teaching capacity, time, and country. Kyokiji Kokusho. Written February 10, 1262. Each was 41. Quote, we should assiduously teach the Lotus Sutra to those who commit slander in order to let them form a poison drum relationship. Follow the example of Bodhisattva never disparaging. End quote. Goes from page 270. Oh, I like that. That reminds me of what that chief priest, Reverend Kumara, said to me. Is that people who, you just be their friend, and uh, well, a bodhisattva never disparaging, would praise people in front of them and say, you know, I would never disparage you or treat you badly, something along these lines, because you have the Buddha nature and something like, you know, I, heard, I hear a lot of different versions because... Buddhist parables, that's what I like about them is sometimes they're told a little differently. The uh, something you will, be, you will all be, attain Buddhahood one day and hopefully save me in my next existence or something, or in this existence. But the, just the idea of praising the person upset some of them. <laughs> and they're like, What are you talking about? You're crazy. This is, you're, and then some of them got like upset. And, through rocks and trying to hit him with sticks and stuff so he'd run off just a little bit far away not to get hurt and say it again uh, you know I still don't disrespect you and I wouldn't do that because you have the Buddha nature and that, you know X, Y, and Z now this practice supposedly eventually because he did this there's people that slandered him, experienced things that to help them to pay for their bad karma. And the, it was like these harsh uh, descriptions. And then, and then also, oh, also the understanding that life states can be unimaginable. And so I like this Buddhism because each and sons and the mutual possessions of the ten worlds, you, all these... Uh, life state, all these uh, places that you read about in the Buddhist scriptures are, can be states of mind. And, and so the hells that they visited helped them clear their karma enough to then be reborn again and practice the Lotus Sutra eventually. Now, another version part that I heard is that they be became his disciples when he attained Buddhahood. And so they became his disciples in the end. But at first throwing sticks and rocks. <laughs> and it's interesting because if you look at Nichiren Daishonin, he was in the 13th century, he said first it was like one person he taught how to chant nam myo ho renge Then there's two and a hundred. There's, there's a lot of people who chant it now. There's, there's 
a little bit more than what 800,000 devoted Hokeiko practitioners. That's what I hear through the grapevine. And there's about 12 million SGI members. So if, if the SGI was doing the most secret of all Buddhist laws right, they would have a pretty big sway on all those guardian deities being nourished and not abandoning the country. Wouldn't you think? Or the world. Although what's interesting about the mutual possession of the Ten Worlds is, and then having that vehicle is that to the Nichiren Shoshu there's all this beautiful golden hue on everything, golden tinted glasses you might say. So this supreme optimism, a holistic movement forward and not these crazy amounts of festivals and and subscription publication and all this sales-like tactic with a vigor you find in the SGI a lot of the times. Constant meetings to talk about people's participation a lot of the time. Thank you for joining me on my morning walk and rant on this super moon setting. Nam yo ho ringe kyo, nam yo ho ringe kyo, nam yo ho ringe kyo. And for those of you wanting the numbers of the Nietzsche and Shoshu temples here in America, and soon I'll have the numbers for other ones, I'm just going to put this at the end of every episode. Um, Los Angeles area, Myohoji Temple, phone number 323-565-2888. Uh, New York area, Myosetsuji Temple, phone number 718-961-7269. Hawaii, Hon- Hawaii Honsaiji Temple, I believe, 808-235-8486. San Francisco area, Myoshinji Temple, that's the temple I belong to, woohoo! Uh, 510-222-8372. Washington, D.C. area. Washington, Washington, D.C. area. Myosenji Temple. 301-593-9397. Vancouver area. Myoshoji Temple. 604-580-3993. And if you're in Brazil, the phone number there for the temple is 115581-8215. Thank you. And please call them with your questions. They have wonderful answers. Email them. Um, Seek the law.